Thank you for being here this morning. Join me in standing. I'll be reading 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Brother Jared, will you please open us in a word of prayer? is singing hymn number 
stand once again. We'll sing hymn number 320. Oh, to be like the blessed Redeemer. Hymn number 320.
is worthy to be praised. Just Come, all you faithful.
pressed in to see this man who stood condemned to die. A man they once proclaimed as king, they now would crucify. They laid a cross upon his back and pushed him up the road. The path would lead to Calvary. He fell beneath the load. And as I watched, I understood the burden that he bore was more than just a heavy tree. The weight was so much more. The weight of the cross was the weight of my sin, not the weight of the tree that was carried by him, my guilt and disgrace, Jesus bore in my place on Calvary's road, neath the weight of the cross. His face was scarred, his body bruised, his head was crowned with thorns. The crowd now jeered and cursed his name, the object of their scorn. He never spoke a word to them, the silent Lamb of God. The man of sorrow bore the cross, he chose to carry on. But somehow in his eyes I saw a love beyond the pain As if he knew his sacrifice and loss would be my gain The weight of the cross was the weight of my sin not the weight of the tree that was carried by him. My guilt and disgrace, Jesus bore in my place on Calvary's road, neath the weight of the cross, the weight of the cross was the weight of my sin, not the weight of the tree that was carried by him, my guilt and disgrace. Jesus bore in my place on Calvary.
so much. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, Jared's home for Thanksgiving. And so uh, in the afternoon service, I told him I'd like for him to give a testimony about what the Lord's been doing in his life in Bible college. And uh, hopefully you've been praying for him. And uh, so excited to hear what the Lord's doing with him. If you would take your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. If you found Isaiah 43 and you can, we'd ask that you'd stand in reverence to the reading of the Word of God. I'll begin reading in verse number one. You can follow along as we read through there. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, And he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt. Neither shalt the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore I gave men for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even every one that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for your precious promises that we find written in your word. I pray to God that you would meet with us here today, that you would open our hearts and our minds, make us receptive to your word, that it might have power and freedom to move in our midst. We pray that if there be one here that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, that this might be the day they'd come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Lord, we pray that uh, there might be Christians here that are walking their own way, they're following their own path. Might they recognize where they ought to be in relationship to you, the price that's been paid for their salvation. Might they be faithful in seeking to walk with you and to love you and to serve you. Have your will and your way done in our lives and our hearts, and we'll give you the honor and glory and praise for all that you do. We ask these things in your blessed, most holy name, and all the people said, Amen. You may be seated. 
So I've entitled this message today, A Precious Relationship. And uh, I like to mark in my Bible as I read it. Uh, you can kind of see here on, on the page, I, I like to write things that will grab my attention, underlying portions that speak to my heart. And uh, as I was going through here, there's a few things that kind of stood out to me. And I'm going to preach from verse number one, but when I got down to verse number four, and I read, since thou was precious in my sight, I thought, man, it's a great thing to be precious in the sight of the Lord. Many times at a funeral, I'll use the verse, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. God loves us, and he cares about us, and, and we are precious in his sight. Many times we think that he doesn't care, he's forgot about us, or, or we get the feeling that you know this world and its demands and its pressures make us feel like we're unimportant. But we've got to remember the most important one loves us and we're precious in his sight. Amen. And then verse number five says, fear not, for I am with thee. So I'm precious in his sight and he's with me. And he says, I'll bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I'm glad to know that God is with me. And then verse number seven, even everyone that is called by my name, have I created him for my glory? I have formed him, yea, I have made him. God doesn't make any junk. Amen? And so it's so good to know that he loves us and cares for us. But I want us to zero in on verse number one today. Kind of way of introduction. Uh, this book derives its title from the author whose name means the Lord is salvation. And it's similar to the names of Josiah, uh, Joshua, Elisha, and Jesus. Isaiah is quoted directly in the New Testament over 65 times, far more than any other Old Testament prophet, and he's mentioned by name over 20 times. God must really love this servant of the Lord. We're going to look at verse number one today. He says, but now, thus saith the Lord that created thee. So our first point today is the creator. He created thee. He formed thee. In Genesis 2, 7, we read, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Psalms 139, verse 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. It's amazing, this body that God has created. And each one of us different. Each one of us an individual. And to think that God has created us. We, we didn't evolve. I don't care what they say. That's a, that's a pie in the sky and a myth and a, a, a belief for those with weak minds. And it's far easier to believe in the fact that there is a God who created us with intent. Uh, he's more than just an intelligent being, intelligent creation. We're created in the very image of God. <coughs> One of the biggest problems in our society today is the fact that people have forgotten that they were made by God. This was taught in school until the 1920s when evolution was introduced. And evolution started out as a theory but for some reason is now presented as fact. My Bible, which is the pillar and the ground of truth, tells us that God did the creating of man and everything else 
as far as that goes. We're not some evolving species, but rather we're a man that was made in the image of God. Isaiah 43, 21 said, This people have I formed for myself. Ephesians 2, 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, that we might have before ordained that we should walk in them. Isaiah 43, 7 says, Even every one that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. I'm so thankful that I was made by God. I'm so thankful that he saw me yet in the womb as each one of my parts was made. God made me and formed me to be me for the purpose of living here today. You're not here in 2022 as an accident. You're here for a purpose. God knew that we would be birthed into this time. I believe it's the last days, the final times before the Lord returns. Therefore, he has equipped us. I tell you, I can't imagine living in a better time than this. I love all the stuff. I love my watch that I can actually talk on if I have to. I love that I can preach off an iPad. It started out in the early days of preaching. I had notebooks full of messages and just notebook after notebook after notebook. I don't know how many years of sermons that I have right here on this tablet that I can pull up. And, uh, you know, I have my scripture on them right there in the red. And it's just an amazing tool that God has given us. I am thankful to live in this day and in this age. And I was created for this time. And you are created for this time. Don't be quiet. You're here to be a light in the midst of a dark world. Let your light shine. You are here in his image for a purpose that we might show forth Jesus Christ. The second thing I want to notice from verse number one is the phrase, fear not. Fear not comes in the middle of the verse. He reminded Israel that they were created by God individually and as a national whole. God chose the people of Israel. As children of God, we realize that we are individually created by God. Also that God has created us, born-again believers, into a body as a whole. I'm thankful to be a part of Shawnee Mission Baptist Temple, a place where believers come, saved, lost people who come together with the purpose to pray and seek God and walk with Him, to be challenged and encouraged from the Word of God. There is to be no fear because he created us. But then he goes on and he gives a few more precious reminders of the reason that we should not fear. This will bring our third point, because he's our redeemer. I don't know about you, I'm glad that I've been redeemed. He says, I have redeemed thee. Definition of redeem says to be ransomed. Delivered from bondage, distress, penalty, liability are from the possession of another by pain and equivalent. Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary to be my redeemer. He allowed them to crucify him, to nail his hands and his feet to the cross. He allowed them to take a spear and pierce his side. He allowed all that to happen that he might ransom me, ransom you. From what? From the penalty of our sins. 
which was death everlasting. He ransomed every man, woman, uh, boy, and girl that's ever lived. He has died for our sins. The thing is that we have to accept that free gift. The gift is there. It's there for, your, for the receiving, but you must accept it. I don't know about you, but Christmas is my favorite time of year. I could lie and say I just love to give gifts, and that's why it's my favorite time of year. I like to get stuff, too. Okay? I'm just a greedy individual, okay? I like to look around and, and everybody have a gift, and I've got one, too. It's just, it's just a cool thing. Can you imagine, and this is the way it is, for every individual upon this earth, there's a gift sitting there with their name on it. All they have to do to, is take it. The gift that is there is the gift of eternal life. Forgiveness of sins. A ransom has been paid. A gift is given. And, and Jesus Christ paid for that gift. I can't think of a better person to get a gift from than Jesus Christ. And all we have to do is accept that gift. And when we accept that gift, our sins are forgiven and heaven becomes our eternal home. God loved us so much that he redeemed his children. Through Jesus Christ dying on the cross, he redeemed us from our sins. We are redeemed by Jesus from our sins. We are redeemed by Jesus from Satan. We are redeemed by Jesus from the law. We are redeemed by Jesus from hell. We are redeemed by Jesus from death. We are redeemed by Jesus from the lake of fire. We are redeemed by Jesus from fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has redeemed us. He has ransomed us. He has taken us and, and bought us with a price. Redemption by Jesus is the antidote against fear in any enemy whatsoever. We are his redeemed, and we were bought with a mighty price. We are bought with his own precious blood that heaven might be our eternal home. Romans 8.32 says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Acts 20 and, tw and verse 28 says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Will he abandon something that he has valued so much that he has died for that object? In other words, would Jesus abandon you if you've asked him to be your Lord and Savior? And the answer is no, he'll not abandon you. He loves you. He died on the cross for your sins. And you say, well, it's easy while I'm living life and things are good and things are easy. But now I'm kind of looking at that point in life where I'm going to cross over one day and this life is going to be over and, and eternity waits on the other side. What if it's not real? Oh, man, those are some of the questions that Satan wants to bring to beat you up with. But listen, it is real. It is real. And what if it's not? What if it's not? What has it hurt you to live the life of a Christian? It saved you a lot of heartache. It saved you a lot of pain. But we know 
I know in my heart Jesus loves me. I know that when I take my final breath, heaven awaits me, and I can't wait to go. I've got loved ones there. I've got those who have gone on before me. I can't wait to be with them. He will not abandon that which he has paid so much for. Zechariah 2.8 says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, After the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he, had touched, he, for he that toucheth you touches the apple of his eye. I'm the apple of God's eye. What a wonderful thing to know. The fourth thing for us to know is not only are we redeemed, not only are we told to fear not, and not only are we formed, but we are called. We are called. Now this, uh, we talk about a man or woman being called in the ministry. That's not what I'm talking about here right now. I have called thee by thy name. What a precious thing. God knows your name. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us when we get saved, we get a new name. Hallelujah. I got a new name. I don't know what it is. I can't wait to find out what it is. I hope it's a name I can pronounce. Because half of them in the Old Testament, well, you know, you've listened to me preach. You see how I gloss over the most. I hope I get a name I can pronounce. If not, I hope he makes me smart enough so I can pronounce it. Otherwise, I'll just wear a sign. This, this is my name. I'll sign my ex. I've got a name. And he calls me by my name. Oh, check this out. Look over just a, a few chapters to Isaiah 45, 4. There's a message that I listen to probably two or three times a month. It, it, when I first heard this message, I listened to it every Sunday morning before I preached for about a year and a half. Every Sunday morning, I'd come into my office and I'd play this message because it was so valuable. And this is one of the verses that was used in it. Verse number four, it says, For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, Though thou hast not known me, <laughs> I have a name. He calls me by my name. Um, I don't know how it was in your house growing up, but when I got in trouble, my full name got used. Kevin Lee Metzinger, you get in here right now. You know, there was a, a pet name my mom had for me. I don't know that I want to tell you it. <laughs> Might as well. My mama gave it to me, and I'm glad. She'd call me Kevin T. Lee. I don't know. Kevin T. Lee. That's what she'd call me. That was my mama. You're not my mama. She's in heaven. But it was a special name. She called me that. She didn't call my brothers that. She didn't call her husband that. She didn't call her best friends that. She called me that. God has a name for me. He called my name. That's precious. That's precious. We have a new name. We have a holy name. 
when God moves in, I just, you know, I, I was thinking about this as I prepared this message. Why do I get a new name? It's because of association. Can I just be honest with you? So I, I spent a lot of my life just go down K7 here at 47th Street, hang a left, you go right up the driveway where I grew up until I was in junior high. And I used to ride school bus through all this area. So in 1959, they brought me home from Lawrence Memorial Hospital. I grew up in that little house until middle of junior high, and we moved to DeSoto. My dad built a house, and we moved into DeSoto with Pat and Tib Price as our backdoor neighbors. That's a small world. And I think about that, and I'll be honest with you, there's sometimes I go out knocking doors, around here, or I hear a name, and I think, oh no, I, I hope they don't remember the old Kevin Metzinger. I don't want to be associated with that old name. I want to be associated with this Kevin Metzinger that I am today. And so I thought about, why did we get a new name? I, I think it's because the old has passed away. All becomes new. We're a new man. We're walking newness of life. And so, you know, you can say, hey, my old name was worthless. My old name represented drinking and partying and, and, and drugs and, and all kinds of mischief. But I have a new name. And I'm going to live up to my new name, not my old name. I'm going to live up to bring honor and glory to him. And I want people to come to know him because he has called me and he has put me here in this earth at this time that I might influence all those around me. Amen. I have a new name, a holy name. When God moves in, all the old needs to go, even the name. And we have this new name. The bad history is gone. The old history is gone. And now I have heaven to look forward to. I love this song. There's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine, oh yes, it's mine. And the white-robed angels sing the story. A sinner has come home. Man, I'm so glad I've got a new name written down in glory. I'm so glad that heaven's my, my home. He goes on and he says, And with my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven. Never more to roam. Oh, but he finishes with this one great piece of dessert. Thou art mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, thou art mine. God claims us. Mm, God claims me. I don't know about you. Thanksgiving Day, we had in-laws and outlaws at our house for Thanksgiving. Now, not all of them could make it. But I'm telling you what, there's a younger generation there that I, I enjoy calling them mine. I've got two grandsons that are taller than me. I've, they're skinny as rails, the way I used to be. They'll fatten up one day. <clears throat> I love to put my arms around them. We went out and played some basketball together with them and 
you know, I'm glad that they're faster than me. It'd be horrible, wouldn't it? If uh, old man, I could whip them. Boy, they put the licking on me. And, but I'm glad to say those are my grandsons right there. That's my son. That's my daughter. I'm so thankful for Melissa, who Jeremiah married. And we brought her from Amarillo, amen. Got her in saved Kansas and all that good stuff. I'm just so thankful for him. I'm glad to say that's, that's my family. He's my son. Those are my grandchildren. This is my wife. This is her mom. These are her cousins. There's just some of the people who we had together at our Thanksgiving time. And I'm thankful that people claim to know me. But I've never had anyone like God claim me. I mean, I, I'm thankful for my mom and dad. I'm glad they claimed me. I'm thankful for, for others to have acknowledged me and, and all that kind of stuff. But nothing compares when God claims us. He claims us. It'd be a real bummer if he didn't. It's a, it would be a real bummer if it relied on my ability or if it relied on my looks or if it relied on me serving him. But it doesn't. God says, I claim you. I died on your behalf. You accepted the gift of salvation. I claim you. You're mine. I claim you. I've given you a new name. Now, have you ever, back when I was in high school, um, we would play games and we would pick, you know, like kickball. And the whole class would be together and they'd start picking. I always hated to be like in the last two I think it's detrimental. Matter of fact, when I was coaching basketball up in Topeka, I'd tell the guys, we, we did that a couple of times. I got to thinking, you know, that really stinks to be the last guy. So I'd just have them stand up against the wall, and I'd go down one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. One's over there, two's over there. Let's play ball. Just makes it a whole lot simpler. No one feels left out. Can I just say you're not left out? Doesn't matter where you might fit in man's pecking order. With God, we're all top shelf. We're all top shelf. We've been claimed by God. So <clears throat> being grandpa, you know, you do a, a lot of kind of childish things, right? Like... Um, Noah and Haddon, this is my oldest and second oldest, when uh, they were just, just toddling pretty good when Toy Story came out, the first Toy Story. And we were introduced to a little cowboy. It kind of stood out to me. His name was Woody. And when Woody would lay down, you'd see his foot, his, foot, his boot. It had Andy written on his boot. Everybody knew that that little doll belonged to Andy. Even the other toys, they were all kind of jealous because Woody had Andy on his foot. I've got Jesus all over me. Now, you may not see it. You know, I grew up in the era of black lights. I had a few of them black light posters and you turn off the regular lights, you turn on the black lights. Any other? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, we're on. 
We were the cool ones before cool came along. We were super cool. <coughs> There's a spiritual light that God sees us with. And he goes, that one's mine. 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 We are sealed into the day of redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He loved us that much. He's our redeemer. He purchased us. He's given us a name. And we are his. Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you for your goodness and your love. Lord, it could be that there's some here today and they would have to say, Preacher, I've, I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If I were to die right now, I wouldn't get to go to heaven. I'm not one of his. Lord, I pray that during the invitation time they might come. Let's take a Bible and share with them from the Word of God how they can know that they're saved and on their way to heaven. They can know that they've been redeemed. They can know that you would claim them. You give them a new name, heaven be their eternal home. Thank you for your goodness and your love to us. Have your will and your way in this invitation. Might you receive all the honor, glory, and praise. We ask these things in your blessed name. Amen. Would you stand with me today? Verse of invitation, God's spoken to your heart. The altar's open. You want to come and pray? You don't know that you're saved and on your way to heaven, you come. I'll have someone take a Bible, share with you from the Word of God how you can know that you're saved and on your way to heaven. Whatever your need is, would you respond? All to Jesus I surrender. coughing and hacking I don't want to give you anything so uh, I'll not be back to greet you today but I'll be down front here brother Foster's got our announcements I'll let him come and make those at this time Lord bless you for several things to call to our attention here we have a deacons and trustees meeting this Wednesday evening after the service we have the Christian or Christmas missions offering coming up on December the 4th 
uh, we'll collect the money then and we'll disperse that to the missionaries. And then we have a Christmas program coming up on the 11th during the morning worship service. Ladies' Christmas party at the Metzinger's house. Address is there in the bulletin. That is on December 15th at 7 p.m. There's a $10 gift for an exchange. And then we have the Gilson Christmas coming up on December 18th. We'll be giving that to them. However, the um, nations can be given on December 11th and following. If you not want to give a gift card and want to give a check, you need to make that payable to Brother Dan Gilson. And then we have the Christmas patch program coming up on December 18th. And then those we need to be in prayer for, remember the Potts family going through this uh, time with uh, his mother. And then uh, Mrs. B. Cooper also getting checked out there in the hospital. That's dismissed in a word of prayer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Dismissed.